Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? Oh, Lord, it's been an eventful week, but you know what? I made it. My mom was gone the whole week. She went to our hometown of Dorito, Louisiana. She had to sing with her singing group. So she has a gospel singing group. So I think it's like five or six of them that sing at like different churches for revivals and things like that. So she went back to do a week of practice and then sing for this event this past Saturday. So she was gone the whole week. So we had no Grand Elisa. We had Harrison. We had me remoting from home. And then James had uh, Morris Brown's first homecoming since the reset, right? So it was just a busy, busy week. And I am just drained. But, um, you know, it's, listen, without some excitement, then your life would be completely boring. So I cannot complain. Uh, and I'm just excited that I made it through the entire week. How about your week, Johnny? My week was busy as usual. But we had Truth and Service Classic, so that was super dope. And I found out, I didn't actually get to see her, but I found out that LaToya Wilson, Dr. LaToya Wilson, I should say, who I'm sure that you know, Nicole, she was at Truth and Service Classic with her family. Are you talking about Miss Xavier LaToya Wilson? Yep. Oh my God. It's funny. I just talked to her yesterday. So she is now, so she's a former Miss Xavier as I am. And she is on the board of trustees for the Miss Xavier alumni group. I stepped down as chairman after I decided to take this job in Marietta because I'm now going to be division director, which would require a lot more of my time. But she is the person that took over my position as chair of the board of trustees for the Miss Savior alumni queens. So yeah, good people. Great people. Yeah. So I didn't even know that she was there, but then I saw her post and I'm like, oh my goodness, so sorry that I missed you. But yeah, there were a bunch of people there yesterday. It was great fun. Our friend Carl Payne was there. So it was a great weekend, but I can honestly say I'm glad that it's over because I walked in the house at about 7 a.m. this morning. So Party over here. Party over here. Girl, I wish I was partying. No, I'm just joking. Like I I don't don't get me wrong. I had great fun. But I'm getting old. I'm tired, Nicole. I am tired. I cannot 
do this like, you know, whirlwind of events. I don't even know how to describe it. It's the craziest thing to me. Like, I feel like, yeah, I can get some more energy, but then now I just feel beat. Like if I thought that I looked or felt young before, you know, our bodies have a way of reminding us just how old we are. So I'm not saying that I'm old. I'm very grateful, but I do know that I do not have the stamina that I had before because who mama's tired. Listen, I know I, I took a nap in the middle of the day. I went to church, which y'all know we report on Sunday. So I went to church. And uh, after that, after I came back from church, I literally fell asleep on the sofa. Like James came home. I was like, okay, you get the baby. You good. Okay. Woo, let me go to sleep. And I literally took a nap in the middle of the day today and woke up still sleepy because my grandma wanted some money for bingo. But I woke up still sleepy having to run around the center some money for bingo. But yeah, I understand being exhausted. Girl, I wish I took a nap in the middle of the day. I think I woke up in the middle of the day. That's kind of where my day was going because I fell asleep the wee hours of the morning and I woke up in the middle of the day and I've been going ever since. But now I just feel like if I close my eyes tonight, anytime I close my eyes, I'm just going to be asleep. So I can't close them too long because if I close my eyes for a good 30 seconds, I'm going to be in dreamland because I'm tired. Well, I wonder how our listeners have been this week. How y'all been? Write us in and tell us what's going on in your day, your week. After y'all tell us about your week, make sure to follow all of our platforms. You should already be following anyway, and make sure to share with your friends. All right, Janine. So what's on our timeline this week? Okay, Nicole. So today we are going to chat about, drum roll please, intimacy. Probably not in the way that you're thinking though. So we're not going to talk about the joys and the pleasures of intimacy, nor are we going to talk about the benefits of intimacy. Here it is. Today, we're going to chat about the awkward intimate moments. Now, you're probably wondering what on our timeline could possibly cause me to select this as a topic. Well, let me tell you. So I saw a clip on TikTok and shout out to Storm Bays or Storm Bay. I should say shout out to Storm Bay because I got this from Storm Bay's page and Storm Bay posted a clip from divorce court. Now, Nicole, did you know that Star Jones is now the divorce court judge? Did you know that? No. Is she an attorney? I didn't know that. Yeah. So she's an attorney, but now she's the, the divorce court judge. I had no idea either. I was like, oh, hey, Star. So this clip actually is of Star Jones new divorce court. Right. So anyway. In this particular clip, there's a couple and they're in the process of getting a divorce. They have not actually gotten a divorce yet. And the wife is listing in court the reasons why she believes that they need to get a divorce. So she gives some of the, you know, more common things like there's intimacy, um, no, immaturity issues. There's a lack of romance. And then she gets to something that's a little different than what I expected. Yeah, it's a little off. I don't even know how to how to take this. But basically, she says, well, you know, we both love the Lord. Don't get me wrong. But he brings the Lord into everything. So you probably are thinking, Nicole, why is that not a good thing? No, like, why wouldn't you want to bring the Lord into your relationship? Right. That sounds like 
at least what I was thinking. Didn't really seem like a reason for divorce to me. Well, then the husband says he's trying to keep his family together. And he said that they met in church. And that's part of the reason why he thinks that she fell in love with him. So he's like, well, if this is the reason why you fell in love with me in the first place, I don't understand why now it's a reason for us to get a divorce. And he said that he thinks that she's in love with him because, you know, he loves the Lord and, you know, because he's the minister of music and because he's in touch with his emotions too. Still, you're probably wondering, what does any of this have to do with intimacy? Where here's where things get super weird, awkward, if you will. The husband goes on to tell the story. And the story goes something like this. He says, well, they were in the bed one time and they were being intimate. And she claimed that she didn't like the music that he was playing. And so he goes on to say that the music that he didn't, that she didn't like was the Mississippi Mass Choir, Your Grace and Mercy. He said that the reason why he played that now for everyone that's listening, if you don't know what the Mississippi Mass Choir, Your Grace and Mercy, first of all, it's a slow kind of melancholy song, right? And it's very much a choir song, very much a church choir song that he was playing while they were being intimate. Okay, but I digress. So he's playing this and then he said that she, you know, was getting excited in church. He felt it was a good song to play while they were being intimate. I mean, I'm not quite sure how. How she feels in church relates to how she feels in bed, but I don't know. Maybe there's something that I'm missing. So then he goes on to say, he figures that because she gets emotional in church, he should incorporate some of the elements from church in their bedroom. But then she said that she didn't like the song. So as opposed to him changing the kind of song or the genre of song, oh, he just shifts to another gospel song. And he changes the song to The Lord is Blessing Me. Again, not sure how these are good sex soundtracks, but maybe it's me. So, but then the husband had the nerve to say that he was a little upset because she rolled over and started posting on Facebook, essentially thwarting his plans for intimacy. Now, Nicole, I know that there can be some like really awkward and sometimes even embarrassing moments during intimacy. I get it. But this is the first that I've ever heard of this kind of infusion of like gospel music into your intimate moments with your spouse. And I know that they say that you're supposed to keep God in every part of your marriage, but I'm not exactly sure if this is what was meant when they said that. What do you think, Nicole? So when I when you sent me the clip, I thought to myself, why are they even bringing this up in divorce court? Like, why does it even matter what they're playing? Now, I will agree with her. It's sort of awkward. You can't really get in the mood when you have like gospel music playing in the background. Like that's I understand that the reason that you are married and have sex is because it's right in the eyes of the Lord, right? You're being fruitful, and that is what you are supposed to do when you are married. But you know, we don't have to really have Jesus on the main line in the bedroom. So I'm a little confused about why he thought that that was right to do, but I'm even more confused about why they brought that up in court. That is not grounds for a divorce, right? It's an awkward sexual moment, but it's not grounds for a divorce. That's some stuff that you should be able to talk through and say, Hey babe, 
Next time, can you leave the gospel music in church? And I understand that I got emotional during during uh, church when I heard gospel music, but I don't want to feel like that when I'm about to ride. Okay, I I want to you know put some other type of music. Let's make our uh, our own playlist uh, and move on from there. But let's not let's not bring that up. And also, let's not if we decide to get a divorce or end anything, let's not air out our dirty laundry like that in public. Like, why do we have to let the judge know that that was one of the things I didn't like? Because that's not cheating. That's not infidelity. That's not against, you know, any laws. So why is it relevant? I'm confused. I agree, Nicole. First of all, it's mad strange. I'm sorry. I'm sure there are people who probably do have very intimate moments to gospel music, but it just is a mindset to me. And the mindset that I'm in when I'm listening to gospel music is not the, as Nicole put it, the writing mindset. So let's just keep the two separate. I'm not saying that the Lord can't be in your relationship and your intimacy. I'm just saying in that manner, it's a little weird. That's a no for me. Just for me, y'all can do what you want. For me, that's going to be a big no. But I did actually think about something in this, Nicole. So, you know, the screen and books and everything, they give us this like fairy tale picture perfect, like choreographed in sync intimacy sequence all the time, right? Like they give it to us, like, it's just going to flow so smoothly. And then there's this beautiful soundtrack in the background and that's not actually reality. And that's something that you realize when you get to be an adult, that's one of those tricks that they gave us, right? Like they wanted us to feel like adulting was going to be cool. And really you just get bills and weird things that you weren't expecting. And this is one of them. Weird, intimate moments is like, it's not going to be nicely choreographed, right? Like there are going to be some awkward moments. There's some stops and starts. There's some bumps and bruises, depending on, you know, how kinky y'all get. It's interesting, right? And then, you know, Nicole, I was just talking about how I'm not as young as I used to be. I actually wasn't referring to this, but it actually applies here. So. As you get older, you start getting things like cramps, like, hey, I got a Charlie horse. You got to give me a couple of seconds. Like something is that feels weird. Those are the kind of things that you have to deal with as you get older. And those are also the things that they don't really tell you about. Nicole, did you feel like things were going to be like perfectly in sync, like a Disney movie? Not literally Disney, because that's kind of I feel like that's a little weird to correlate intimacy with Disney, but like a movie, it was just going to be like awesome. And everything was just going to go so smoothly and there are going to never be any glitches in the matrix. Right. But that's not reality. Did you feel like you got duped Nicole or was it just me? Girl duped. <laughs> Straight duped. Yeah. That's not reality. In, in your head, you watch these movies and you're like, ah, oh, this is how it's going to be. And we're going to be in sync and everything's going to be fantastic. And then you realize, wait a minute, my leg don't go that far. Wait, you hurting. Wait, wait, don't do that. But you can't really say don't do that because <laughs> you're supposed to be in the moment. But yeah, duped. I mean, look, I would love to have a sex soundtrack, but gospel music ain't it. Like I was expecting like Zane, Nicole, like I was expecting my intimate life to be like a Zane book, right? Sometimes it's more a little like that scene in Waiting to Exhale where you're just like, I'm just kind of waiting for this to be over. It's life. It doesn't mean that it's bad or good. It just means that it's just life. Like things happen. We are not 
perfectly choreographed. That's, I guess that's what I'm saying. But I still don't want gospel music playing as my sex soundtrack. That's weird. Y'all, that's, that's a little strange. But if y'all are into it, write us and tell us why. Because I, I just can't see it. All right, Janine. So you ready to talk through some of these awkward sexual situations that are Let's, sent in by our listeners? Let's do it. Okay, so my letter reads, Nicole and Janine. I know I'm a man and shouldn't complain about sex, but we have feelings too. I've been with my girlfriend for almost two years now, and we recently decided to move in together. We have an awesome relationship. So for me, this was the next step before asking her to marry me. Things are pretty good, but I noticed that she never went down on me. Like never. It wasn't really an issue for me because the sex was so good. Otherwise, I mentioned her giving me oral sex, sort of kind of jokingly, while we were out having drinks at happy hour together. Well, later that night, she decided to actually give me some head. I felt the scraping of her teeth on my man parts. So I politely stopped to try to instruct her otherwise. I could tell this is something she wasn't used to doing. So I wanted to guide her. The next thing I knew, she took out her top teeth and commenced to going back down. It was such an awkward moment. I had no idea she had dentures. I could feel myself going soft. But that didn't last long because I no longer felt the scraping of the teeth. After we were done, she went to the restroom, washed up and put her teeth back in her mouth. I don't know whether to tell her that her taking her teeth out in the middle of intimate moments is a good idea or if I should advise her to just start with the teeth out. You are all women. What approach would be the least offensive without ruining the moments in the future? Peter. Okay, Peter, I will be very honest because you can't see me. Peter, I'm sorry. And I'm not, please know, I'm not laughing at your misfortune. But that letter was funny, Peter. It was funny. And it was funny because I didn't, it had an unexpected twist. I thought that we were just going to have to give some advice about oral sex. And then you said that she took out her teeth. Peter, what is happening? And no shade to anybody who has dentures or false teeth that they need to remove. You know, life happens. Not that you had denture teeth scraping against, and then not that you said that you went soft and then it didn't last long because you didn't feel the scraping of the teeth. So she must not be bad at what it is that she was doing. But Peter, I, I don't even know if I can give you sound advice because you caught me off guard talking about the dentures and coming. Peter, I had a whole mental picture going on and I had an answer prepared for you in my head. And then you said she took out her teeth. Peter, I don't, I don't, Peter, let me say this. Only thing I have to tell you is if you, if you would like to stay with this, this woman and you would like to enjoy the fruits of her labor, you might have to deal with her taking your teeth out because clearly she's not comfortable servicing you with the teeth in. So as awkward as it may be for you that she has to take these teeth out, you got to weigh what's more important to you. Is it more important for you to get good service? Or is it more important for you to not be feeling a little awkward or to not feel awkward because she has to pop those teeth out? You tell us what you feel more comfortable with. And then there's your answer. Because if you feel more comfortable getting service, then you're going to have to take the awkward moment of her popping out those teeth. But if you want to go back to where you weren't getting any, then you know, we can keep the teeth nice and pristine. I don't know. What do you think, Nicole? 
to me, this is a matter of personal preference, right? Because one, my question is, now that you know you have, she has dentures, are you turned off just in general, right? And if you're not turned off by the dentures, then the question is, when she did not have the dentures in, were you turned off? Because it sounded like you went a little, a little limp uh, when she took the dentures out, right? So is if you're going to go limp or not be able to mentally get in the mood when she is coming home from dinner and she's like, wait, let me take my dentures out, then you should not ask her to take the dentures out, you know, beforehand, right? You should wait until you are in the mood and then <laughs> remind her to take them out, okay? Either that or you may be okay with not having oral sex with her. If she's not going to go down on you, then no big deal. But you have to ask yourself, are you okay with her having the dentures in general? And if you are okay with that, there are going to be periods of time that you see her without dentures, i.e. in the morning. Sometimes you got to let dentures soak to clean them and things like that. So you have to live with the fact that you are going to be dating or married to a woman that has dentures. And eventually, if you're accepting of that, you probably will get used to it. Hell, you'll probably pop the dentures out for her. Uh, you know, eventually, I think it's just new right now. I think you should just take time to go with the flow and just see what feels comfortable at the moment. But now that you know, hey, you're okay with her oral sex with the dentures out, then now you know if you want to have oral sex or you want her to give you oral sex, then you need to make sure she, she remembers to take the dentures out. That's what I would say. I would, I wouldn't address it as a conversation. I would just, you know, go with the flow, live in the moment, enjoy, enjoy each other. And if oral sex is something that you want or something that she's going to do, you know, politely remind her, babe, don't forget to take, uh, take out the, the dentures. I don't want to damage your dentures. Girl, you done flipped this back on her. I don't want to damage your dentures. Girl, you know, good well, them dentures were not getting damaged. She was raking his man parts. Raking. You hear what I tell you? Well, I, I still I still stand firm with my opinion. I would not have a conversation. I will go with the flow. You'll get used to seeing her without dentures. And it will be more of a normal conversation. Think about it. People that's been married for a long time, you know, or even together for a long time, not even married for a long time. You know, eventually the things that annoy you during, you're going to address them, right? Like, get off of me. You know, get off of me. You're sweating on me. Get off me. Or, hey, go get a towel. You know, so those things will naturally come as you get more of a connection together, as you get used to not having, you know, having sex with this person in your home, as you get used to seeing the dishes in the cup on the counter beside, you know, the sink, okay? You will say, girl, don't forget your dentures or take your dentures out. You know, so I just go with the flow. Just don't put too much pressure on this. I'm with it. Okay. We have another letter. This one says, hey, ladies, love you both. Thank you for keeping it real. I'm writing in to share an embarrassing story about something that happened to me recently. So my husband and I were doing our thing because we're grown and that's what we do. and. We still use condoms because it says hashtag no kids. Well, this particular day, the condom had a mind of its own. At some point, the condom came off. I guess my husband didn't realize it because he didn't miss a stroke. Well, apparently, the condom came off inside of me and my husband continued to pack it inside of me 
deeper and deeper. Well, that's not even the most embarrassing part. It was so deep inside of me that I couldn't reach it. And my husband had to use a flashlight to help me. It wasn't easy. And it took several tries before he was even able to locate it and grab it. Once he was able to locate it and grab it, he started to pull. He pulled little by little so it wouldn't break. Unfortunately, while my husband was observing and carefully pulling to remove the condom, I was farting. It seemed that with every pull, I farted again. I felt so bad, but I couldn't help it. Why did this happen? And how can I prevent this from happening again? Signed, Sheena. I would say that there may not have been proper condom application there. Okay. So when they, when you put on a condom, there's supposed to be lubrication inside of the condom. Then you pinch, leave an inch and roll. Okay. And then you put lubrication on the outside of the condom. All right. So I know some people like, I don't, I don't use lubrication because I'm naturally wet. Okay. But if you're using a condom, you really need lubrication. And if you have way too much lube, Okay, or you get dry in the moment because you haven't used lube, then the condom can come off. Okay, that is the importance of lubrication. All right, so you got dry, the condom you, know, you gripped the sidewalls and then came off. Is probably what happened, and you probably lost the condom inside of you. He continued to thrust, so that's how the the condom got pushed further and further back. Okay, because y'all didn't stop when you lost the condom. That's how it got pushed back. We know. All right. And then when you said it's you, um, Pasflatus, as he was pulling the condom out, is it that you heard the sound of Flatus, meaning that was your vagina that was sounding like that? Or did you really have passes of gas from the rectum and anus? Okay. So those questions, I don't know, but perhaps you got nervous. Some people get nervous as they're trying to relax it relaxes your whole pelvic floor, including the muscles of your anus, which can cause you to lose gas. Okay. That's okay. If you're having sex with a man, you should be okay farting from him. Okay. I'm just saying, but again, you're using condoms. So that makes me think you weren't comfortable having sex with him because you had to use a condom, but I ain't going to even go there. It happens, girl. People pass gas. That is a natural bodily function. Okay. I, at least you didn't poo on yourself. Let's say that. At least that didn't happen. And if it is probably the sound of flatus is what you're talking about, which is probably air in the vagina that you probably were hearing and not actually from the, the rectum. But, but obviously, I don't have enough details to decipher that. But that happens because you got air. Okay, that's natural. Isn't that called queefing, Nicole? Yes, it is. If there is air in the vagina and if he's having to put flashlights and tweezers and things to pull that out, girl, your vagina wide open. That's why you hear that sound. I was thinking the same thing, but I'm glad that you had to go first on this one because I'm not the expert in this area. Nicole is the vagina expert. Okay. But hey, girl, I hear that you don't want to have no kids, but so that we don't do this again, because you asked us, why did this happen? Nicole just gave you why it happened, right? But if you don't want it to happen again, how about we let the condoms go, girl? You said no kids. So hashtag no kids. I'm right there with you. Know that Janine is team no kids right with you, girl. We are in solidarity. But Janine doesn't use condoms because Janine's only sleeping with one person. And this is your husband. I think that's what you said. Yes, you said your husband. 
So if you don't think that your husband is sleeping with anyone else and you think that he's safe and not putting you at any risk for any STIs or STDs, then let the condoms go, girl. Get you on some good birth control. Get you a good IUD. Get you a good something because it seems like, as Nicole said, it seems like operator error here is going on with these condoms. And we don't want flashlights and tweezers up our vagina unnecessarily. So let, let's let the condoms go, girl. Okay. In 2022, we are going to let that go and get us a good IUD or get us a good birth control pill or a patch or something, something. Get get over to your favorite OBGYN. Go to Pregnancy Pearls. I'm sure there's an episode about that. Tells you what kind of birth control you can use so that you can let these condoms go, girl. And isn't that expensive? What you buying the, the super heavy duty pack at Sam's Club? That's what's happening. Because, girl, condoms be expensive. What are we out here doing? Okay, Nicole. All right, Johnny. So what did you learn new this week? Okay. So I actually look, looked up some common awkward intimacy instances, right? So things that are awkward and they're weird, but they're not uncommon because they happen to the best of us, right? So ladies, the number one thing that happens to us that's very common, but yet awkward and embarrassing is that we actually get our period during sex. So we're midway into sex and then Voila, Aunt Flo decides to show up. Now, I don't know why that happens, Nicole, but I'm sure you can tell the people. So the number two thing is that you're middle, middle of an intimate moment and you bust out laughing. Now, that's happened to me before where it's just weird. I don't know where my mind is. I don't know what's going on, but it's funny all of a sudden. And I don't know what's funny. It's like somebody turned on my tickle box and it won't turn off. Then you kind of like abort mission and regroup once you can get yourself together. So number three. There are people who, when participating in oral sex, they actually vomit. I didn't know that. I don't know how I feel about that because I got a kind of reflex that if you vomit, if I vomit, it's just, no, no, vomiting is not cool for me. But it happens to the best of us. So no judgment here. And number four, something that Nicole just told us about is queefing. That is very, very common. So Sheena... It's common for you to queef during intimate moments. Number five is something that Nicole brought up a little bit earlier. And I was actually surprised by this, but peeing and pooping is something that commonly happens during intimacy. Now, God bless you all who have experienced this, but Lord knows you pee or accidentally poop on me and we're done. Not even just in that moment. Just we're just done. Okay. Number six, and this is the last one I'm going to say, is cramping or pain. So for all of us who are feeling like we are our age that shows up on our driver's license, know that cramping and pain are very common during intimate moments. What did you learn new this week, Nicole? Similar to you, I looked at a lot of awkward and intimate moments. And according to a survey of Basically, a thousand Europeans and Americans, 99% of people have had those awkward sexual moments. And the top issue for sex with people, not necessarily awkward moment, is lack of coordination. Y'all, they can't get the stroke right, okay? There's no movement rhythm together. That was the number one issue with with sex. That's what I learned. Y'all, let's get the stroke right. I know we don't have those problems because you know our rhythm be different than the, most of the people. But y'all, let's, let's make sure we're getting that stroke right because that's the most important thing that we have to get right. 
We all yeah. know how to how to do what we're doing. Just make sure you're getting the rhythm right. All right, Jenny. So are you ready for the motivational moment? Yes, ma'am. And it says, when having awkward sexual moments, realize that these are still moments of love and intimacy. Don't take the situations too seriously. Laugh with each other. Tease each other. And keep loving and try again. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye! Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.